You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about this and that. Greetings, everybody. Um, This is This and That. We're in the 513, and we are giving you a chat today on our eclectic podcast, where we talk about some of everything that's anything. You are listening to uh, Brenda, also known as Miss Bren Bren, and... Uh, This is David, a.k.a. The Professor. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Like we normally do. Yeah, but, but this is even more than usual. When when I watch cable news shows, every now and again you'll see a host that will come out and she'll say, uh, we had this whole show laid out, we had our production meetings and everything, and then all of a sudden, breaking news, and then again, breaking news and breaking news, and by the time they put the show on, it's completely different from what they thought the show was going to be. This is, now I know how they feel. <laughs> This is one of those episodes where there's so much that happened this week that we kept changing around. Well, what are we going to talk about? No, we got to put this in. No, we got to put this in. Yeah, we said that a lot. So you won't hear us say breaking news because it's our news for this week, which is today, uh, March the 9th. 9th. Yes. Yeah. Saturday the 9th. March the 9th. The day after International Women's Day. So for all the women out there, keep it going. Because as uh, Beyonce said in her song, women rule the world. Do you agree with that? Uh, yes. Thank you. We, we, we just live in it. That's right. Men. Guys just live in it. But women rule the world. But anyway, and... Um, in case, for those listening, if you didn't set your clocks forward, you still can, because by the time you listen to this, we will be into daylight savings time. Actually, it's daylight saving time, but everybody pretty much puts the S in there. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> what? Spring forward. Just say spring forward. Spring forward. <laughs> that way you're always safe. Okay. So what else are we going to talk about? Let's see. Well, we're going to uh, go through a what's hot segment. And uh, again, this is one of the main things that changed. But we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the R. Kelly Gail King interview that's been all over the place. In fact, even CBS had a clue and put together an hour special yesterday, last night, Friday, 8 p.m. about this. Yeah, that's been definitely hot, so we'll definitely cover that. What else? Uh, we, we have several uh, updates, some of which are the weather-related variety and then um, uh, a judicial one. And then, of course, we look through our email, virtual grab bag, mail bag, and um, you asked, we answer. People keep coming in with various questions and the like, and um, we're going to take a shot at some of those. And then we have uh, words of wisdom 
once again that are returned. But before we go any further, um, let's give a quick update on something we talked about earlier in one of our previous podcasts. And that is around um, Jesse Smollett specifically. And we told you folks that we were going to keep apprised of a lot of these legal happenings that, that popped up um, this month or last month, February. And Jesse Smollett, you'll recall, uh, claimed that he was attacked and that it was a racially and homophobic uh, related attack and the like. And then the police came out and charged him with one felony uh, count of false police report and the like and laid a whole lot of things down on that. Well, they dropped the hammer yesterday. He now is facing 16, one six, 16 felony indictments from the Chicago PD. And um, these are all, again, allegations, so these are alleged crimes. But as I mentioned, when we covered this uh, in a previous podcast episode, that the police case looked, you know, overwhelming, daunting. So his, his lawyers have a, a uh, huge challenge on, on their hands, or his main lawyer, Mark Gergos. So I, and knowing his track record, they're up for the challenge. As of this time, when we're putting this together, they hadn't gone through, or Garagos hadn't gone through, all the charges and come out with a statement about them other than, you know, the normal um, restating of Jesse's position, not guilty, etc. Well, there's nothing sweet about what he's dealing with, i.e. Sweet 16. But um, anyway, we will be keeping you apprised of what's going on with this case in later episodes of our podcast. In the meantime, if folks have any questions or comments after they hear us chatting about all the things we're going to chat about today. Or they want to send us their picks for March Madness since you made the Sweet 16 Oh, reference. yeah, that's right. So, um, well, it wasn't a Sweet 16, as in birthdays. Oh, Sweet okay. 16. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking basketball. All right, well... Basketball will definitely be forthcoming, but uh, let's stick with our topics for the day. Don't do, don't do this breaking news <laughs> stuff. Am <laughs> I confused you now? You have, you have confused me now. No, that is not breaking news. But if you do have questions or comments or suggestions, how do folks email us? Uh, they will send their comments to this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N, that, all one word, nine characters, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. So can we get started now? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's get going with this and that. We are now going to get into what's hot. And this is a new recurring segment. This is our name for um, current event that is just um, radioactive, super hot, trending in all social media, being talked about nonstop in the barbershop. You get the idea. I think this topic is more than radioactive. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, this, I, I don't, I'm running out of ways to describe it. Well. Supernova, I don't know. 
no way to describe it other than to just get, get into, into it. it. Yeah, let's get so into let's it. talk about Robert. Ice. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> yes. Um, for those who haven't seen the interview, they will not get that reference. If you've seen the interview, you understood what Brenda was saying. Uh, and we're not going to play bits of the interview. We're not going to quote from it. We're just going to give our impressions of it. And what interview are we talking about? Robert Kelly, a.k.a. R. Kelly, sat down this week with Gail King of CBS News This Morning, same Gail King, Oprah's longtime friend and so forth, who's been just, you know, in fuego recently with getting she these interviews. She has been blowing up, she's, she's, seriously, as they would say. Seriously. She's like a, a one-woman show over there ever since Charlie Rose is gone. She's just carrying the show as far as I'm And I don't think Oprah has anything no, to do with No, no. I, I hope she's gone to her bosses at CBS and said, you know, y'all need to give me more money. I don't know what she's being paid, but she's not making enough. This is all <laughs> Gail. Yes, This is seriously. all on her, so props to Gail. But anyway... Robert. <laughs> they had, R. Kelly sat down with Gail for an interview in, um, um, I would say it was Trump Tower, somewhere in Trump Tower, uh, where I, I think he lit Trump Tower, Chicago, where Robert Kelly lives, or at least he has apartments there. I don't know if that's his main residence or not. So it was interviews with him and Gail, and then his two living girlfriends. And you heard David correctly, two live-in girlfriends but we'll get into we'll, that we'll get to that later but they they had their own segment with gail as well and you'll understand why if you haven't been keeping up with this so i before i even give my impressions of this all i have to say is the other day you believe that um mark garagos was r kelly's lawyer and we right. and i said he wasn't and and we've confirmed that R. Kelly needs to get somebody like a Garagos or somebody who understands the media and the like because whoever his lawyer is should be fired if they said, oh, yeah, Robert, it would be a good idea to go do an interview on TV. It was not a good idea. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Not a good idea at all. Where do we start with the not a good idea? My overall impression was this was this was... I saw, in my opinion, a man who could not control his emotions whatsoever and exhibited, in some ways, like classic controlling behavior. And if I'm the prosecution, I'm spending all my days and nights trying to figure out how to get that interview put into trial somewhere as you know, evidence of someone who has a controlling personality and can't control their emotions and has blown up at women before and so on and so forth. Because at one point, I was thinking, he was like, you got an exit plan, Gail? Because he's between you and the door. And he, he stood up at one point and looked like he was going to smack her. That's when she said, Robert. <laughs> it was a little bit lower, like, Robert? <laughs> like... You don't want to go there. You know how your parents might say your name when you were a little one and you were doing something you shouldn't be doing and they were giving you that signal of you better stop? Well, that's what Gail was doing with R. Kelly. That's when the interview got 
real. <laughs> it got real at that point. Oh my goodness. And he went on for tirade over, you know, people are trying to destroy him. It's his life and everything else. One of his people came over and tried to get him to sit down. And he was, he was like, don't put your hand out. He didn't say that, but it was one of those snatch his hand away. Like, stop playing. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. Oh, he did not help himself. He did not help himself. No, with this he interview. did not help if himself. His idea was to humanize himself and no, say he was innocent. He basically, I would say, oh, demonized no. himself. Yeah, yeah. He didn't humanize himself. He demonized himself. Yeah. And there are going to be more mute, hashtag mute R. Kelly people out there. Yeah, between, between the surviving R. Kelly, which admittedly, as he said before, Brent Brennan and I did not watch because we didn't want to hear or see six hours of all the things that they were going to throw up there, but from what we've read and heard about from other people, news and the like, when you couple that with this interview and whatever evidence when he finally goes into trial, it's, it's not looking good for R. Kelly. At the very least, I think, I think it's safe to say his career as it stands right now is, is over. And that's O-V-E-R. O-V-E-R in capital letters. And to be clear, what I mean by that is, I don't think, you know, it's going to be like um, uh, Millie Vanilli wiped off the radio or Dixie Chicks when they made people mad. I'm not saying that. I mean, going forward, I don't think any artist is going to want to work with R. Kelly again. And it would be very hard for him to book, you know... A tour date, let alone a one-night concert somewhere. That's what I mean by his career is over. His ability to generate money going forward, well, I think, is I, I, at least in the music business. His ability to generate money right now in the present seems to be an issue because he's in jail right now. Right, for unrelated... A whole unrelated thing. Um, his uh, ex-wife, I, I can't remember her name... She, uh, has, he has children under, with three, her. Three, three kids. kids. And, um, he is, let's, shall we say, uh, somewhat behind on child support. Oh, just 160000 plus behind in... U.S. dollars. Child support. Yes. So, until he pays that, he is sitting in Cook County Jail for that. So, maybe he has another friend that can... Pay that child support for him. His, his plans, I believe, were... He, he went there with... Actually, with like a suitcase full of money to pay something. Yeah, he only went to the courthouse with half the amount. And the judge said, half ain't good enough. I want the whole thing. And so uh, he then ended up in jail until he can come up with the balance. Right. And I think his plan originally was this European tour that he was supposed to go on. Well, guess what? He, with, he would raise money. Yeah, he's his passport. He, he's he not going go, anywhere. He ain't going. He's not going to be able to leave the state if things keep going the way they're going. But uh he, yeah, it's it's not looking it's not looking good for Mr. Kelly. But uh that interview uh I, there's there's not one redeeming thing you can say about R. Kelly after watching that interview. He pretty much like you said Look comes across as the monster people have painted him as. Yeah, like we said, his career is capital O-V-E-R with tons of exclamation points behind it. Now again, this is 
David and Brenda's opinion on Yeah, this. that's just our opinion. We, we are not legal scholars or nothing like that. So. We're not in the music business. We, we couldn't tell you what these folks are thinking, whether they're suits or artists or anything else. This is just our opinion based on uh, what we saw, living a while, and common sense. And, you know, R. Kelly has said he's going to get off on these charges just like he did with previous charges. So I would not be surprised if he did. And it's possible. It's very possible, but not likely, I don't think, in my humble opinion. It comes down to what can they, in these pretrial motions, whatever evidence the police have, real evidence, if, if his lawyer, lawyers can get it excluded from the trial so it never comes up, I mean, that's, that's a lot of, you see, the stuff tried in the media, and then people don't pay attention to whatever, what happened in the trial, because, you know, you got your own life to live, you're not, you don't really care, per se, you don't, you're not betting money on, are they going to stay in jail or not in jail, and then you find out they're, they're out, and you're like, how could that be, they had all this mountain of evidence, and if you examine it, a lot of times, maybe 80-90% of that evidence is thrown out. You know, famously, OJ case, a lot of people bring up this, this, and this, and, you know, I haven't had a conversation with people about this in a long time, but I would point out to them, this is in the 90s, it's like, that wasn't a trial. That wasn't a trial. Yeah, but that didn't make it a trial. It got excluded. But, you know... So R. Kelly may have lawyers who find ways to exclude a lot of stuff from And trial. they just might and find a way to exclude and get possible. off. But if anything, like OJ, and you brought this up, but and not for us to um, debate the point, but... They did finally get OJ on yes. something. They'll get yes. R. Kelly is a marked man. I, I definitely agree. That's why he's sitting in jail with child support. They're not even working with him. Somebody else they might might have worked with, but R. Kelly no. So he's a marked man. More to come on Robert in future yes. editions of this and that. Now, what we didn't talk about, but we hinted at, were the two girlfriends. So Joycelyn Savage and Azriel Clary. Yeah, okay, um, like I said, more to come. 23 and 21, and yes, we. I, I don't even know where to begin with that. I feel sorry for their, their parents, and in fact, in the one case, the parents hadn't been able to talk to Joyce and Savage for a while, and they finally got her on the phone, but that phone interview was stopped pretty short, and actually in the Gail King special, you can, you, R. Kelly is in the room, uh, whether you can see him or not, and people have, have, have talked about this fact that, you know, how much of him being in the room had at some point during that uh, interview, how much did that play into some of the things they said or didn't say? Well, all I have to say is, and I'm not trying to be funny or nothing like that, but if you really think about it, you don't see too many African-American couples that are beyond the number beyond the main husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend model you're trying to say black folks aren't polygamous or swingers I, let's just get it out there I was I'm not going to be politically correct about it okay that is what I am trying to say you're just not going to see a whole lot of that and um and that's what makes this whole thing seem so creepy. Creepy and odd. And we'll just leave it at that because we don't know what we don't know. Yeah, we just don't know what we don't know as 
the professor said. So there will be more to come. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an R. Kelly round of interviews, round two or something, where he tries to set the record straight or correct what he did this week. Well, would not be surprised. R. Kelly needs to follow that hashtag when he's out of jail. that's out there. No. Oh, mute R. Kelly. He needs to mute himself. He needs to mute himself, be quiet, let things play out the way they're going to play out. And I do believe it's going to play out to his disadvantage. But, you know, we'll see. I don't think he has a personality to do that. I think once I he gets out, he he's, I think once he's out of jail, he's going to talk again. He could be I working on a song, for all I know, because um, he does have some time on his hands. Yeah, and he does so have talent. He could be writing lyrics, and while he may not be able to record with other people, he could be writing a song and play it over internet radio on his own, and he has followers. So there may be enough people out there who are willing to pay... For his his music that he might be producing down the road. It's an interesting idea. Who knows? Yep, who knows? Stay but tuned. Stay tuned and more to come on Robert. Now we are going to move into our next segment, which is what? Just that. What's up with that? And specifically... We have to head back and talk about all those rodents that uh, attempt to predict the weather. Are you going to talk about Phil and the fact that, yet again, he was wrong? Yes. In episode two, I mentioned that these groundhogs' track record is just abysmal, completely abysmal. And once again, Punxsutawney Phil especially is, is terrible. Where are the and honey badgers was, when you need them? <laughs> Whatever. He was very, 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 very wrong. I think folks across the country after this past week um, were like, what early spring? What early spring? And now we're into meteorological spring, so it doesn't count that now that once we get past this, we'll be kind of creeping into, into spring. There was no early spring. So, groundhog wrong yet again. So, because Phil and Buckeye Chuck were wrong, and there was no early spring. What does that mean for the future? Well, we are... I, I can't tell you that. I'm not going to try and weather prognosticate. And this is where I will say that a lot of folks have come to me in casual conversation alike and said, either on the one hand, what's happened this past winter proves that you know, climate change, global warming is wrong because it was really, really cold. Or other people would say, gee, it was colder, wetter than normal, so it does prove climate change. On the other side, so you have both people who feel very, very passionately one way or the other about this stuff. Looking at one data point, meaning the, the weather that happened this winter, and they both are trying to state their own case. So to me... For you all, I wanted to essentially, I won't say debunk, but kind of explain the difference between weather and climate. And what is that difference? Well, weather essentially short-term changes in atmosphere conditions. And you, you put into play things like precipitation, humidity, 
the wind, how much sunlight, and so on and so forth. And that's, that's your weather. So weather can change day to day, or living here in southwest Ohio, it can change from hour to hour. But that's, that's, that's your weather. Climate is weather over long periods of time for a specific area of the planet. And when I say long periods of time, typically the climatologists or specific scientists that look into this, their time frame is normally 30 years. At least. It's at least 30 years. Sometimes they go 30 to 50, but it's at least 30 years. That's what I mean by long period of time. It's not today, tomorrow, it's not a week, it's not even a year. So that's, that's really the difference. Or I like to put in plain English, the weather will tell you what you should wear that day. Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be hot? Is it going to be rainy? So on. What am I supposed to put on today? The climate's going to tell you, gee, I live in, say, Miami. What should be in my closet? Should I have a huge winter fur coat and boots? Do I need a snow blower in my garage? Don't think so. The climate of Miami is tropical. Not going to happen. If you lived in Minneapolis, yes, you're going to need those things. That's what climate tells you. What's, what's happening in that specific region over time, and obviously I'm picking on a specific season there with, with winter, but it will tell you... You know, or do you have a summer and so on and so forth, that type of thing. People live at the equator, it's just always hot, and it's just a matter of, gee, how much rain do they get or not get. So that's the difference between weather and climate. And you can't look at one little thing if you're for or against global warming. You can't look at our winter here in the United States and, and use that to bolster your argument one way or the other. That is just snake oil. That is scientific snake oil. All right, well, I don't have any snake oil to sell right now, but for those living in the 513, what's the weather? Uh, the weather today is crappy. <laughs> Thunderstorms. We've gone from snow and cold the other day to now rain and, um, you know, thunderstorms, that type of thing. And what would be the climate in the 513? Well, the, the climate in the 513 is I guess it would it would be like temperate climate. We get all four seasons. Um, sometimes it's colder than others. Some winters are colder than other winters. Some summers are hotter than other summers, but we get all four seasons. And there you have it. Enough said. We are now back, and we are going to get into a round of you ask, you ask we, we answer. answer. And uh, you might remember that in our last podcast, we ended with uh, the fact that Gary might be in Seattle, Washington for the FC Cincinnati inaugural MLS, MLS soccer match because they just joined the MLS League this year, 2019. And a lot of people are asking the question, who is Gary? So, the professor, who is Gary? Yes, Gary is FC Cincinnati's mascot, new mascot, since they didn't have one before uh, when they were in the um, USL, United Soccer League. But it's their MLS mascot, 
Uh, it's a winged lion. So you got a guy in a, a lion suit with little wings on the back uh, because they have a winged lion as part of the FC Cincinnati colors. Is it a guy? Could could that's true? May not be. Right. That's true. They're in a costume, so you just, just don't, don't know. know. Don't know. Um, if if it's a woman, it's a very tall woman. Well, well I've known some women. tall women. Yeah. They're a tall, tall Amazonian like kind of uh, female. No, <laughs> not the Amazonian, but I, I've known women who are six one and, and up. So yes, there's. I'm just making a comment. But anyway, I digress. Um, the, why the name Gary? Oh, so Gary, the suit looks fine and everything, mascot, no, no issues with that. The name, I'm sorry, this name I have a big problem with. Now, FC Cincinnati, will, supposedly the fans picked the name, and I, I guess so. I missed, I missed this contest. Well, but, the fans probably had <laughs> one too many beer. But the name comes from, they say, if you look at the FC Cincinnati crest and along the back, of the lion, you can, starting from the tail, going up to the crown, you can make out the letters G-A-R-Y, and that's where they got the name Gary from. Like Somebody at FC Cincinnati folks, thought that was, I no, guess, no, 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 a great idea. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like sorry. I said one too many beer, and that's where the name Gary came from. One too many beers. I, that's the official explanation. I'm just going to leave it at that. Because when I heard, because that was the first thing, I was like, what's, why, why would you, Gary, Gary, where does Gary come from? Gary and a lion, Gary and Cat? doesn't make sense. And when I heard that, I was speechless. Okay. I'm sticking to my rationale. <laughs> the reason it. for it, one too many we Beers. So, so that's who Gary is, folks. Um, good luck again with to uh, FC Cincinnati. They they lost to Seattle, but I mean that's shouldn't have been a surprise. That would have been like uh, in in NFL terms, that would have been like a new expansion team going to play. You know, somebody like a New Orleans. Super Bowl winners, that type of thing, always in the playoffs and so but forth. But there are still plenty of At soccer home. matches to come. With a huge um, crowd. Well, they're playing now the actual MLS champs from last year, um, Atlanta United. And so that was, that. To, it would be the equivalent of, you know, going, an expansion team going to um, Foxborough to play the New England Patriots after they just won the Super Bowl at New England in front of their fans. It can happen, so we'll see what they do down in Atlanta. Yes, good luck to them I, in Mercedes Stadium. I, I, I hope they do, do well. I think over the long run they will, but, you know, who, somebody at MLS clearly does not like <laughs> Jeff Burning and company because this schedule is crazy. That's their first two games. It's kind of like, yeah, you, you might have been all that in the USL, you know, had, had the... the the, the not losing streak because they had wins and ties. So they hadn't had a loss um, last year for people who don't, don't follow um, soccer period, no matter what league. FC Cincinnati went from, oh, it was months without a loss at all and then went 
went straight into the playoffs that way and then won their first playoff game and so forth. So somebody in MLS is like, you might have thought you were all that in USL, but, you know, well, welcome to the big leads now. They're, they're message received, I think. But I well, think over the long run, FC Cincinnati do well because their coach is very driven. They're in the MLS and now. Very driven. That's where they want it to be. They are in the process of getting a new stadium. That's what they wanted. So I think in the long run, they're going to be, uh, just, be fine. just fine. Yeah. Just fine. So that takes us to um, our next question that has been in Burning the mailbag or people have seen us on the street and they've asked us, when are we going to find you in iTunes? Yes. When are we going to find this and that in iTunes? Yeah. When are you going to be in the iTunes directory? It's like, oh, I'm trying to find it. It's like, well, what are you using? I'm using my phone. Okay, well, what app do you have? I don't know. They have, you know, podcasts. Okay, that's Apple. It's looking at iTunes. So that's been the big thing people have bombarded me with for, you know, since really week two. Happy to announce that as of uh, the middle of this week, we are now... Da, 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 da. Yay! In the iTunes directory. Yay! You can search this ampersand that, all nine characters, no spaces, and we will come right up. You can subscribe, and that's that. So you can do that directly through um, iTunes, no matter what the platform is. Uh, and then, then there's other apps that use the iTunes directory, like the podcast app and other things on, um, on iPhones, and uh, we'll, we'll just say iPhone, um, some of the iPhone knockoffs per se, that type of thing, and you'll be good to go. So now, not only can folks find us in iTunes or on SoundCloud, our home, they can, our home, they can also find us in what other apps? Uh, they can find us in Spotify. We, we are there. Uh, they can find us in uh, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and that... I'm, I'm missing something there. No, I think I that's, think that's it. it. That's it. Because iTunes was the other one, yes. Right. But where else are you planning for folks to be able to find us? As I mentioned uh, in previous episode, uh, people have asked about YouTube. And uh, that is, now that we've got the whole iTunes thing out the way, I will be working on YouTube. So that will come very shortly. All right. So you don't have a reason to not listen to us. Uh, you can find this and that on demand. And when I say on demand, what do I mean, David? Uh, anytime, any place, 365 days a year, 24-7, you can listen to us. That's right. You don't have to tune in to any particular network at a certain time uh, to set your DVRs or nothing like that. We are on demand anytime, any place, on any of the different platforms and services that we have mentioned. Yes, and um, I, I think that's enough said on that. And again, YouTube is uh, the next land and podcast space to be conquered. More to come. Now that takes us to our final segment of the day, which is words of wisdom. 
And by now, most of you have probably heard about the man that has the answers to all of the questions that he ever asks on TV. And I'm talking about Mr. Alex or Alec Trebek. And he is has announced that he has stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Now, that is devastating news. But what I want you to do is listen to how he announced it and his plans for attacking this devastating diagnosis. Hi, everyone. I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy fan base. I also wanted to prevent you from reading or hearing some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore, I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now, just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Now normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm going to fight this, and I'm going to keep working, and with the love and support of my family and friends, and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. So help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done. Thank you. Keep the faith, we'll win, we'll get it done. So positive in his announcement of, these, of this devastating diagnosis. And what's also interesting that I think comes along with people who are fighters, he has a sense of humor. Because you heard that when he says he, he has to uh, get through his current contract, which has three more years. Uh, absolutely. The the fact that sense of humor and he is going to fight this and be positive are all very encouraging signs. Uh, the He has what's called stage 4 pancreatic cancer, which means that it has spread to other parts of his body. And as he mentioned, it's low survival rates. But like a lot of things, those your, your mileage will vary. So um, uh, good luck to him on that. I'm not going to quote those numbers because, again, you think, I think of people like Stephen Hawking. He had um, ALS, and he wasn't even supposed to live till he was 30, and he lived a natural lifespan. Yeah, so you I just think, never know. I think uh, Mr. Hawking lived until he was in his 70s. He, exactly, right. He lived a, pretty much a, a natural lifespan. Uh, so, so you just never know about these things. And um, good luck to Alex Trebek. One thing I will say is that um, Brenda and I live, live here, Southwest Ohio, Cincinnati, metro area, in and around. But we were not born in this area. But we have a theory. We have come to respect the fact that Cincinnati is the center of the known universe in a lot of ways. Hey, <laughs> Ohio is called the heart, the heart of it all. all. It's so shaped like go. a heart. And, and that's, yes, that's true. And, you know, we weren't shocked or surprised to hear that 
Alex Trebek has a connection to Cincinnati. His mother, when he was a teenager, was a governess in Cincinnati for, for I'm not sure for whom, but he would come down here for the summers to work. And he came down here one summer to basically work around, and he was a, a maintenance man slash garbage man while, while he was down here. And uh, he says that prepared him for Jeopardy in some ways because he would read the the magazines and the like that people threw out, and he, he learned a whole bunch of different things. Needless to say, it didn't make him a good garbage man. He was fired before the summer was over. But, you know, if, if he had somehow been really good at that, he probably wouldn't be in Jeopardy right now. And I think he's much better at Jeopardy, and you will be doing that beyond three years. So good luck to you, Mr. Trebek. You'll be just fine. And the question is, Will you approach this with your continued sense of humor, even after the fact you've been through two major heart attacks, um, you have survived several blood, blood clots on the brain, and now you are facing pancreatic cancer? I think the answer to the question is, you are going to be a winner. Absolutely. He's already a winner, and I think he'll continue to be through this whole process. One thing I have to say is on the whole Alex Beck Cincinnati thing, I cannot claim credit for that research. I have to give that to, to Julie O'Neill, Channel 9. 20 years ago, interviewed Alex Trebek, and that's where that information came from. That was pulled out of the archives recently by Julie and Channel 9. Okay, so are we done with our podcast for today? Uh, yes. Is that everything we want to cover? Yes. Lucky number seven is in the can. Okay. So if that is lucky number seven and we're done, can I have a banana now? Uh, yeah, you can have a banana. We have some here. Uh, I, I will say as I get ready to give you one that did you know that these are literally not your grandparents' bananas? What do you mean? Well, you'll have to stay tuned for episode eight to find out what is the professor talking about. Oh, well, okay, I'm ready to hear episode number eight already, but we're going to have to wait a while. So, but in the meantime, I still want that banana. All the best, everybody. Peace out. Bye, folks. You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes, interested in sponsorship and or advertising, please email us at this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.